Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me this week, we have the one, the only, wrong again, Earl Nieto. Earl, how you doing? You're looking, you're looking fresh. You're looking like you got a clean cut up there. Uh, you doing okay? I, I know you lost a fantasy a couple a couple times here recently, so um, I've only lost three times in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if uh, my little captions I have going on right here signs of a heart attack. <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, because I suck at fantasy or I suck at picking Cowboys teams. Someone tells me it's both. <laughs> Very well, could be Harry. Got the big screen. I don't, I don't know if I call that a big screen. It's, I don't know, but you know, uh, and the new place got the got, got the setup going. So, um, yeah, Earl, I, you sent me a trade, and, and I had I debated on this. I debated on this. You, you offered me Jalen Hurts for Justin Herbert. <laughs> Your number one QB for my number one QB. Obviously, you need help elsewhere. So why are you trying to trade for a QB? Have you seen my QB? <laughs> Who's your backup? Brock Purdy. Actually, so I have a weird way of doing things on my fantasy. Okay. Um. So my backup is Deshaun Watson and Brock Purdy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, my backup is Joe Burrow, so I mean, I'll, I'll give you Burrow for hurt for for hurts if you want. I will give you. Let's let's talk about this. Hold on <laughs> a second. Um, I will give you. That was my question, Harry. I saw that when Earl popped into the studio. When I popped in the studio, I was very curious as to whether or not Earl was lying on the floor, um, or not. And then he was trying to adjust his camera. So I'm not convinced he's laying on the floor. But it's definitely some 70s wood paneling. Um, and I can say that with almost 100% certainty because I've been looking at some homes. And uh, there are some places in and around the Albuquerque area that have some uh, interesting paneling or some very interesting uh, wallpaper. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting uh a task to go around looking for homes um so and harry you're not the only person that thinks he was on the floor so earl question of that right before we get into the before we get into this trade are you on the floor no i am not on the floor there's the roof there's uh i don't know what the hell that is <laughs> Is that like those precious moments plates or are those homemade? Uh, that's homemade. Homemade. Okay, very cool. Yeah, no. So I, I made a life choice to where I gave up my rental home that I have mm-hmm. for just for it to be storage. So now I'm actually living kind of ish here at Marlena's mom's house. I know Earl's fantasy season is done at this point. It's just done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's talking about fantasy at this point. 
Uh, he, he probably isn't, but Josh, we'll get to your comment here in, in just a second as we get into our discussion. But Earl is going to try to offer me something in trade in our in our fantasy football league. Oh yeah, sorry, I thought I was having a heart attack, so I had to uh, talk to my fiance about less wills and whatnot. Mm, okay, yeah, got to got to make sure you bequeath your fantasy football team to uh, someone who might actually do something with it. <laughs> um, I will give you. Dalton Schultz and Jamal Williams for your for your boy over there, Justin Herbert. Dalton Schultz and Jamal Williams. Hmm. Let's take a look at this. Let's let's see. Let's not take a look at it and say we did. <laughs> All right. So Jamal Williams is on the IR. <laughs> <laughs> and Dalton Schultz averaging uh, 3.9 points a week. So that's a yes. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, looking at my tight end situation, my tight ends haven't been great, but uh, I think I will pass on the IR because, you know, I already have a Cooper Cup on IR who should be back next week. So, um, yeah, at, at that point, my bench will be full. Um, yeah, George Kittle. I don't know what's going on with George Kittle. Like, I, I am not impressed with him so far this season, despite uh, San Francisco playing decently. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll take a look. We'll, we'll see if Earl can come up with uh, with another trade. Uh, because I, George, I, I uh, George Kittle got you 16 points, he did last week. Yeah, you know, I have he's only averaging nine a week though. So, this first two weeks were. So I'm not all that impressed with his performance so far, but we'll okay. figure that out. We'll figure something out. But uh, Josh Gonzalez already kicking off the the comments over in the chat over here. Uh, the Mexico United obviously coming off of another poor week. One point from two matches against the top two team. Uh, I guess the top team from either conference uh, picked up one point against Sacramento and a entertaining draw so to speak uh nil nil draw last week to sacramento uh united played pretty darn well in that one had some opportunities not as many as you would like but then they went to the weekend and gave up two first half goals to uh to the pittsburgh riverhounds before picking up a one of their own on the third penalty of the year converted by justin portillo um but again, one point, two matches, three matches to go. At, I mean, Earl, let's just get right into it. I mean, things are not going well. You look at Josh's comments here in the chat. Um, you know, our, our title for tonight, obviously, on the brink. Uh, Josh is also, I agree, a loss is basically elimination. It is what it is. It's been a tough season. Got to come back stronger next year. We're playing a solid team that's fighting for a home playoff game, but we're also fighting to stay in contention. So it's not in, impossible. And also credit. Uh, to you for coining for it again. So, um, I mean, Josh isn't wrong. So it, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to work those comments backwards. Um, Josh, I appreciate the shout out for the Schneider board again comment. Um, for those of you listening, if you're watching today, cool. I appreciate you hopping in on a 15 on a Tuesday night. Um, if you aren't, List if you aren't watching live and you're listening, I appreciate you. And if you're not a soccer fan, even better. Thanks for being here. Uh, you must have got lost in 
clicked on something. I'm afraid to know what you're clicking on. Um, because no, we're not clickbait. But yeah, so on Facebook after the Sacramento match, I was I was pretty heated. I was pretty livid. Um, and you took to the nation. I did. You you took to the nation. Um, not only not only did I take to the nation. Give me a minute. Okay. Um. Not only did I take to the nation, I also called out United on their on their social media post. Which, of course, we are not afraid to do because we are not company men. Yeah, we're um, not. Uh, we're not, not corporate, corporate shills. shills. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, You're- so I I definitely voiced my opinion, and I'm sure David will probably pull me aside this Friday or Saturday when I go to the match and tell me, "Hey, man, we gotta not do that." Mm-hmm. But then again, yeah, he might not. Um, yeah, I, I can say that I some folks did reach out um, from from some from some different walks. They were very interested in your comments <laughs> on social media, um, comparing you to our to a friend of the show, Cole. Um, Ask if you're trying to dethrone him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh... No, I'm not trying to dethrone Cole because Cole has that position set in stone. Mm-hmm. What I am trying to do and what I was trying to do that night was point out to the team one of the major issues with us not being able to score or us not being able to pick up any kind of result in our favor. And whenever I saw the – thanks, Jane. I appreciate it. I'm glad someone here appreciates my crazy-ass comments. Um, fuck you, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stay. I tend to stay very quiet on Facebook. Um, I do and I usually pop in do from too. time to time. Yeah. I usually stay really quiet, especially on The Nation, especially after a, a, a match. I'm usually not even – looking at it, anything like that. I'll hop on Reddit once in a while and check out the United subreddits and everything going on there. These are all shameless plugs to United social media pages, just so you know. Um, the, Reddit not is not, the Reddit is not run by New Mexico United, by the team. I will tell you that it is not run by the team. Uh, I'm one of the moderators. Pete does have an account over there. And honestly, the subreddit is, is uh, somewhat dying due to their – API ish APK issues. So folks are moving on. There is a New Mexico United Discord. If you're interested in joining that, there is live match discussion as well as other things over there. I'll put a link to that in the chat if you want to join the match. Yeah, if you could, on Discord. if you could text me that link, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um but no, so what else already? No. Oh, I thought you someone said you were. The Discord? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Well, if you're not. I, I will send you that. Um, I'm, about, I'm about to find out now. Okay. So if you're interested in joining the New Mexico United uh, Discord, you can certainly join. Again, there is live uh, match discussion over there. During every okay, yes, match. I am. There are, yes, okay, I am. I thought you were. Um, there are other threads in there as well. So go ahead and pop on in over there. Join us on match days, particularly the away days um, where we do – uh, chat about things in there. So, so here's here's the thing. Um, not to interrupt all the subreddit and all the shameless plugs on social media, um, but my main goal that week or that match 
was to shed light on the fact that every time Schneider board again, steps foot on the pitch, it looks and he plays as if he ate a chub of bologna. <laughs> oh my god. That that is an interesting comparison. Which watching him eat a chub of bologna versus versus actually watching him play might be more entertaining at this point. Because once once again, it's like a weekly routine, a, re- a weekly bingo card item. How how half-assed can he take a shot? Yeah, that shot on Saturday night was not good. Probably about as half-assed as Sonic did my toasted bacon club the other day. <laughs> if not you don't know what I'm talking Sonic. about, yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to my personal Facebook page um, and go ahead and scroll down a little bit uh, back to, I want to say yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Go to yesterday, and you'll see a half-assed Schneider board again kick. Yeah, it was... Saturday was rather uninspiring, particularly in the first half. Um, But, I mean, yeah, it's just... We knew coming into this past weekend, we talked about it on Tuesday last week, that... Playing Sacramento and and and, and uh, Pittsburgh and back to back matches coast to coast in three days, which is just piss poor scheduling on behalf of the league. By the way, um, it was going to be really tough to pick up. I mean, any sort of points uh, to to begin with, but I mean, yeah, I mean one point from from two matches that you absolutely have to have. It's. I mean, we've we've said it for weeks. Like, we have to have points. We have to have points. We have to have results. And, I mean, here we are now, one win in five, and probably a few more before that that we haven't won either. But, you know, it's we've really shot ourselves in the foot time and time again. I mean, I mean, we were okay against Sacramento, and and hats off to Sacramento. They played a heck of a game on Wednesday night, you know, and we did well to keep Sacramento out of the out of the goal. But, I mean, we looked bad at times against Sacramento. We looked okay at times against Sacramento. Because Sacramento, like, they were just, they were flying, you know. Um, And Sacramento is a tremendously talented team. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Sacramento is a very talented team. Um, We beat them at home three to nothing. So, it's obvious that we can do it. We can do it under Coach Quill, too. Um. Unfortunately, with the run of play that we've had and the injuries that we're just piling up and piling up, I don't know if we can do any better than what we're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we can do any better than what we're playing. I mean, we've we've literally... Took that chub of bologna and smoked it. I do apologize. You, just... you can hear that someone's car alarm was going off. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so we're just at the point of 
I think we're just trying to skate to the end of the season. At this point, I don't know if it's even possible for us to make a playoff. So to that point, it is. Um, and we, I'll, I actually have a breakdown of numerically. That yes. Numerically, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll actually play on the pitch wise. Yeah. I don't know if we could be a a, a Phoenix team. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, yes, we do miss Big Dev. Um, I actually saw him not too long ago. Uh, I mean, Dev obviously is still being involved with the academy and the U23s. He honestly, he'll probably still play if he wanted to. Like, if he was healthy enough, he probably could. Um, but yeah, it's uh, here, injuries are really hurting the squad for sure. B's missing, uh, was a big piece, not to mention Nava. Yeah, I mean, Nava, obviously, we weren't expecting him back at all this year. You know, I will say something, something else that's really hurting us, and I put it in our group chat is the scarcity to you to utilize subs knowing you have a short week knowing these pe- these players on the field on the pitch are going to more than likely be playing in 2 days time across the country you might want to utilize some subs even if you bring in Kyle Colonna you bring in whoever else the fuck you have Andres Robles i mean you have all these these kids these young men who are there why not let them get some time yeah that's so all right so to these we've got a couple points here in in the chat and harry we'll get to the to the points and i have a breakdown of the remaining schedules uh for us and a couple of the teams that we'll get into um we do we have the depth but beyond the 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 18 we really don't have a lot of first team of first team experience um, I think bring Astorg has been great since we signed him to the first team contract. He's been, he's been phenomenal. Um, can't say enough about the effort he's put in the job that he's done. He, he's been very good since, since signing, uh, Nikki Hernandez has done well. Sergio Rivas looked really good at times against Sacramento the other night. He had a couple good runs against, against Pittsburgh as well, but the one who has my vote right now is Zico Bailey. Bailey's been phenomenal. Like I, I and man, I could I could talk about him all freaking night. But the fact that he plays the back line, he plays midfield, he plays forward, and then if he loses the ball at any point, he's plastered onto that guy trying to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's been great. You know, he, he really has, and he's been in, he's been a start. Nikki, I want like I. And again, we'll get into a couple weeks here, our wish list for next year. But you know, uh, spoiler alert, I want Zico. I want Nikki. I want Astorga. I, you know, I, I want these guys back for next year because I think there's – You know who I don't want back? There. Schneider board, board again. Yeah. Yep. I, I, um, honestly, at this all point, favor, I want, say I. Honestly, at this point, I don't want Greg Hurst back either. But I, I thought he would be a I lot mean, better for us this year than he has been. Hurst is – He's good, but he's exactly what he, the role he's playing right now. He's second half, 70th minute, board again is tired, put in Hurst. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I would much rather see Brucey over Hurst, but that's – I don't know what's going on. I mean, I said it Saturday night or Friday night, whatever the hell we played before uh, Saturday night. And then I said it again Wednesday. We need to utilize our subs. 
We haven't seen yeah. Santi Mora in three weeks. I mean, to be fair, Santi does hasn't necessarily but he's fresh. He's fresh legs though. I absolutely agree. The, the substitutions on on Wednesday was interesting, um, especially you know again quick turnaround, three matches in eight days. Why not use those subs? That that's my question. Why not use them? You know, I even if it's just to rotate guys, keep some guys a little bit fresher for that match against Pittsburgh. You know, flying cross country, or why not send a couple guys to Pittsburgh on Wednesday instead of out the out the California? You know, I I don't know, but. Yeah, the, the substitution theory has been interesting. I would love to, to sit down with Coach Quill and talk to him about that to, get, to kind of pick his brain as to why he subs when he subs or why he chooses not to use the subs. And that's something that's the question that we had uh, for Troy back when he was here because Troy used, um, I did the math at one point. I mean, Troy used, I think it was like 92% of all available subs that he had to him, you know. And then Zach didn't use use that many, you know, for a little while he did, but Zach kind of got away with it. And I don't understand I mean, if they're going to keep the five subs, why not use them all? I mean, especially if, if yes, they, don't, they don't roll over. Yeah. If someone's underperforming, if you're not getting the, the result, why not throw that sub out See, there but then, at you know, 60 minutes? Here's, you know? here's what bothers me. Here's what bothers me about the substitution tactics. And I mentioned it. He brought in this past week, uh, Wednesday, this past Wednesday, whatever, whatever we played, freaking uh, Pittsburgh. Um, he brought in Hursty for the person who was actually performing mm-hmm. for Mondo. He subbed Mondo off, who was actually wanting to score, who was actually wanting to play. For Hursty, who hasn't scored a goal since I believe El Paso or maybe Orange County. Uh I have to go and look and see when Hurst scored last, but I want to say it was his brace against El Paso. Well, the th- the thing about that sub, the thing about bringing him on for Mondo is that we needed Mondo for Saturday. <laughs> you know, like you, you can't you, and yes, Mondo could more than likely go 90, but I think he had just gone 90 on 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 friday and then you don't want him necessarily going you know 90 and three straight matches so i mean i get it you know i, I understand that's something we, i mean here we are talking but about you don't pull legs. him off in the 60th minute i mean if you're trying to hold something back for saturday yes okay but, but if you're doing that you're you want to replace energy for energy yeah, it, right? it's not it's not a like for like sub. But, I mean, Hursty does do different things at top that Amando can't do, you know. And Amando does things that, that Hursty clearly can't do. So, score? yeah, that is that's one of them, you know. But yeah, it's just it's I don't know. I, I want to sit down with Coach. I want to talk to him about that and, and kind of pick his brain to kind of get a better understanding of, of you know the, his substitution theory. I think it would be interesting because we've seen him use all five. At times, we've seen him use three. We've seen him use one or none at times, you know. So and, and the use of how many and when is, I think, will be a really interesting conversation. And I'd like to, honestly, I'd want to talk to him, like, off the record. Just have a conversation with Coach, you know. Um, that way, you know, we can look at it and talk, you know, talk at it and have a better understanding of what he wants to do. 
I mean, you, you can look at the formation and understand what they want to do, but you can't, you can't look at the substitute theory and be like, okay, what is he, what's the plan here? You know? Um, and, and to, to Harry's question, do we have the depth? I mean, we, we have the depth. It's just a matter of, again, once you get beyond that 18, we really don't have a whole bunch of guys that have first team experience. So that's the, that's the issue there. And then obviously with the injuries, we had a, a few additional injuries this past week that we didn't have um, on Wednesday, which, which hurt as well. Um, I've been told that bees has a greater than 50% chance of being seen again this season. So, <laughs> I mean, we've got three matches left. I mean, obviously, you know, bees coming back from the broken kneecap, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to fit him in get him at, you know, full strength because I like, know, I like Josh's comment that, that he just put, if you can throw that last one up for me. Yeah. Uh, when things are clicking and working well and we're a goal or two up, Sure, don't sub, 100%. I get it. But if we're down 2-0 and have players looking gassed, then sub because it can't get any worse. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going piggyback, to piggyback off of this one. Even if we're down 1-0 or we're tied 1-1 and it's the 65th, 70th minute and we're looking gassed, sub. Mm -hmm. But sub for a like for like. So if you're pulling Mondo off, then obviously bring in Santi, bring in Brucey. But no, you're going to bring in Hursty. I, I mean, the, the thing, with, and again, the thing with it's it's a different play style, yes. I mean, that doesn't mean that he doesn't bring energy. Is it the same level of energy as Mondo or the same type of energy? No. I mean, again, Hursty's the, Hursty's the kind of guy... Borgen's the kind of they're going to sit up top. Borgen's going to make you feel. He made a couple of decent runs, you know, on, on Saturday night. He just didn't. He, he did not take care of it. his chances, you know. Um, but you know, it, they do different things. But there's still that energy. There's that. You know, you bring them in because they have the the capability of scoring. They just haven't shown it, you know. I mean, I I, I can't speak as to why Borgen just cannot seem to get a good shot off. Like, I, I don't get it. Um, is he an MLS level talent? No, I really don't think he is. I mean, he, I, I don't, I'd have to go back and double check the stats. I don't have them right in front of me, but you know, his, his time in actual MLS play is severely limited. If at all, he played in MLS two or MLS next pro. Um, so I don't think he's an MLS level talent. I don't think you'll ever see him in the 11, you know, as long as, Miami has, you know, Messi and, and Joseph Martinez. Like he'll never see, you know, Shania Borgia in, in that starting 11 or even, in the, even on the bench. Like you just, you won't because, you know, those two guys bring you a level of talent that Borgia isn't going to come anywhere close to. Um, but yeah, like I just, I mean, I don't, I was trying to, I, I meant to go back and listen to our episode last week. I think you and I both predicted losses. Um, and both, I, I can't remember. I, I'd have to go back and listen to it to remember what we predicted. But neither of us were big on our chances. I think Sacramento was the one where I think we felt better about it. And, and I mean, to be honest, we looked better in the Sacramento game. Not by much, but we sure as hell defended set pieces better against Sacramento than we did against Birmingham on Saturday. Or not Birmingham, Pittsburgh on Saturday. Because um, that was just atrocious. That was just absolutely atrocious set piece defending on Saturday. I mean, and all credit to 
to Pittsburgh and you know the deliveries on those balls and the the ability of their players to get up and elevate above everybody that we had on the field. Um, like it was just awful, awful set piece defending. And I feel like, and that's something we've talked about all season long. Our set piece defending has been atrocious this year. And it's something that coaches talked about, you know, something that they focus on. Obviously if you're focusing on it, you're not doing enough. You know, you're not doing enough. You're not putting in the work that you need to do in order to prevent those situations again. Uh, Team Jacob on Facebook. We've had Team Jacob on on YouTube, Team Team Jacob on Facebook. So uh, Team Jacob in the house. Um, So hopefully, Jacob, while we're at that, I've got this moment. Jacob, hope you're doing well. uh, I haven't really heard from Jacob in a couple weeks. Um, Still at the police academy, you know, hoping we, uh, hopefully things are going well for him and his family as he's away. So, um, so rumor has it, um, we have a 50 50 chance of seeing Jacob again this year. <laughs> a 50 50 chance of seeing Jacob again. Okay. And by 50 50, I mean, we don't have a chance. <laughs> Probably not before the end of the season. Um, but I, you know, I think it's better odds of seeing him than seeing bees. I think we have better odds of seeing board again, score a goal. Oh, big words there, Earl. Um, I mean, you may not be wrong, but you know, you, you look. I'm at willing to bet game. anything at this point. <laughs> I'll bet you, this you, here, this here plate. Is that even your plate? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> well, I hope your fiance, you know, doesn't catch you trying to give away her things or her mother's things. I think she's asleep. <laughs> she might be watching. I don't know. I might be in trouble. You, you might be. Um, I, I will say, you know, just for the record, I did beat uh, Marlena and Maya in fantasy this week. So, by you know, oh yeah, yeah, by like thirty-two points or something. So, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, you look ahead to the last few. And I was like, it's just there really isn't much to say about Sacramento and, and Birmingham. Like we just got completely outplayed in Birmingham. Uh, not Birmingham, but. Jesus, I'm, I'm still on that Birmingham game because like we're, we're that was bad too, but you know losing to Pittsburgh the way in the manner that we did, not getting a not getting points, plural points plural, um, at Sacramento when we had the opportunity to do so, like it's just it's just really indicative of how of how this season has gone, and you know where where this team is at right now, um, and it's just disappointing really. Um, I mean it was. It, the result on Wednesday wasn't enough for ESPN radio here in town to even bother to, to carry the match on Saturday. They, the radio station opted to carry Notre Dame, Ohio state, which don't get me wrong, Notre Dame, Ohio state, but the, there were, there were satellite issues. And so they couldn't even get the feed for, for Notre Dame, Ohio state. And this, and still did not carry New Mexico United on Saturday. So, I mean, I, I don't blame them. And I can tell you right now, I have the programming schedule for 1017 the team through Friday. I don't have the programming schedule for Saturday yet. So what that means for broadcast coverage for the for Saturday or the remainder of the season, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I don't want to put it down that you know the radio station has has given up on the season or had or is you know walking away from the team for the year based on performances. I, I can't say that I'm, I'm not a decision maker at the radio station. I don't know, but 
Yeah, I, I just I don't know. But I don't blame the decision makers at the station for not covering it because United has not picked up the results needed to keep them further into the discussion as far as the playoffs go. Do I agree with the decision? No. I, I don't. I, I'd still I think every game should be carried. But I get it. I understand. Um, I, again, I don't have to like it. I don't. Not my call. So it's, yeah, I, I just don't know. Like, and I mean, looking ahead, looking at our at our last three matches of the season, you know, it's it, this. And, and Mike Watts is talking about it on Saturday. Night. And honestly, I, I love Mike Watts. Mike Watts is a phenomenal announcer, but he drove me up a wall on Saturday. You know, he kept talking about, you know, the back end of the, the, the next three matches, next how tough it is. Like, dude, have you not seen the last 15 matches on our schedule? Like, have you not seen our schedule for the past yeah. for the that, that's on there for the last you know month and a half, two months of the season? Like, like the 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 back end of our schedule has got has more than likely been the hardest schedule in the USL championship this year. Um but I mean, looking at what, what we have coming up, I mean, Saturday, loose city at home. We have rising the week after they have Memphis to be after that at home. And all three of those teams are in the playoff discussion, you know? Um, and you know, compared to the teams around us, I, I did a breakdown of it. Um, you know, RGV sitting a 10th on 38 points, you know, Harry mentioned earlier that the max that we can get is 46, which mathematically is enough to get us into the playoffs. If we win all three, but we need to win all three and we need help. Like we absolutely need help. Like, so this weekend, no matter what happens, we cannot be mathematically eliminated this weekend. Next weekend, however, that's a different story. Next weekend, we absolutely can be mathematically eliminated. Um, you look at the teams around us, RGV sitting a 10th on 38 points. They have four matches left. They have switchbacks, Hartford, Sacramento, Loudon. Three of those are at home for RGV. I mean, our, our RGV, I mean, they're coming in. They've got two wins in a row now. You know, they've got momentum going into the, in the switchbacks who have also won two in a row. But, I mean, you look at the wins. I mean, RGV beat Legion, and they beat Indy. You know, I, RGV has a very real chance of sneaking into the playoffs. El Paso sitting on ninth, sitting ninth on 40 points. They have four matches left now. You know, they have Battery at home, Loyal at home. They have Memphis and Oakland on the road. Again, you know, the, I mean, El Paso, uh, we all know where their season has gone. You know, they were very much in discussion early on, and they have a very real shot of making it here now, too. And looking at that schedule, I I mean, honestly, their their winnable matches, to me, are Memphis and Oakland. You know, so six points there for El Paso. That puts them on 46. Okay, I mean, RGV. Winnable matches, I'd say Hartford, Loudon. Maybe switchbacks. So nine points for RGV and that puts them on 47. Like, you know, in Monterey, eighth place sitting on 41. Loyal Legion, Orange County. I mean, honestly, Monterey, Monterey could either win all three of those or lose all three of those because Monterey Bay is just all over the place. I mean, you look at their run of form coming in. They beat El Paso, they beat Memphis, and they beat Vegas. Lost to San Diego, lost to, to Oakland. So, I mean, Loyal could do anything, or I mean, uh, Monterey could do anything there with those three matches left. Uh, Oakland sitting seventh on 41. They've got two matches at home San Antonio uh, and El Paso. In between there, they have Orange County and Loyal. I mean, I don't like where Oakland is at right now. Oakland is winless in five. 
Um, but I, I don't, just don't know. I, I think San Antonio is too good. I think Arch County is too good. They're winless in five, but they somehow raised two point something million dollars. Yeah. You know, um, I, they, I mean, they could very well be. I don't know. See, like Oakland, Oakland is again one of those Jacqueline Hyde teams. You know, they could either walk away with you know six to eight, six to nine points from this, or they could walk away with you know four. And then I, I threw switchbacks in here because mathematically, as of right now, we could still potentially overtake them. They've got three matches left: RGV, Lights, and Rising. So. I mean, yeah, switchbacks have a tough. I mean, honestly, I still think we have the hardest schedule of everyone coming in to these last few matches here. But you know, it's it's tough. It really is. So hitting us on these comments here, I don't get that they're not doing enough logic in the state. It also has a, the Lobos and Isotopes. I mean, I, I again, like it's from a business standpoint, it makes more sense for the station to carry Notre Dame, Ohio State. Than it is a United team that's not in the playoff picture because it just does from a business standpoint. I don't agree with it. I don't like it, but you know that's the decision that the station made. Um, I agree with you, Jane. I turned those guys down as much as I could, but you know it is what it is. There's nothing we can do if we don't have that uh, if we don't have the home commentary there. So. Uh, let's see, Harry, you can, if the Mexico United loses in El Paso, I mean, technically no, technically no, but I mean, if El Paso wins, that puts them on 43. I, I'd have to go back and look at the tiebreaker. I think we have the tiebreaker over El Paso. I'd have to look at it, but like, yeah, it's, uh, it's very contingent on, on that. So. Um, our team's motivation should be just better, just be better than El Paso. Listen, <laughs> I, I think a lot of folks would be okay with that, Josh. I really think you do. Um, so, uh, Carlos, how you doing, buddy? Glad to see you in the chat. How, I hope you are doing well. How's life treating you, my friend? Um, we're here commiserating, talking about the end of the Mexico United schedule, and you know, what happens from here. I mean, Earl. I, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a winner go home, basically. You know, any loss basically eliminates us from playoff conditions. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it is. And we've done it to ourselves, um, which sucks. I know it's not fun and it's definitely not easy talking about it, um, especially being a fan more than a broadcaster or whatever the hell you want to call us these days. Um, definitely not a corporate shill, that's for sure. Um so yeah, so it's tough. These conversations are super, super hard and stupid hard to have. But at the end of the day, I mean, someone can't make it. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is. Um, I'm just hoping that two years in a row, us not making playoffs um, does not mean a huge drop in uh, a huge drop in fans. But then again, as long as I have Carlos as a fan, I guess we're good. <laughs> Carlos, you are correct. It could be worse. We could have lost by 50. Uh, yeah, two or, or you can be O and three in the fantasy league that you created <laughs> with your fiance and her daughter and your nephew. Yeah. And my nephew <laughs> and the guy I do podcasts with 
and Team Earl. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely could be worse. Um, so, I mean, honestly, Harry, I think I, I, I'm down two points per game versus in-conference opponents, which um, <clears throat> I'm fairly certain El Paso has us at this point, but I'd have to do the math on that. Um, so, yeah, I think we do lose a tiebreaker to El Paso, but um, – I can often look at that and see, but because head to head points, we both have a win. Both games were one nil win. So, but yeah, it's, it's just a rough, it's just a rough schedule. And, and we've talked about it ad nauseum, you know, it's time after time, United has shot themselves in the foot through lack of effort, through lack of discipline, through poor set piece defending, you know, it, and yeah, injury, yeah, don't worry, injuries haven't helped the situation, but it's just been a a really inconsistent year. You know, there's been no consistency aside from that five match stretch after coach got hired. You know, there really hasn't been a, a stretch of matches where we can look at it and say, hey, that was really good, you know. So I don't know, but I mean there there's some pieces there. There's some pieces. There are some guys that have looked good. There are some guys that have done well since coming in. You know, are they the difference makers we need up top? No. But then there are some guys that have looked piss poor, terrible, and I'm not just talking about board again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, you, I mean, we can go down the list. I mean, Greg Hurst has not had a good season. Schneider Borgeland has not had a good season. Uh, yeah, I mean – Santi Moar has not had a good season. Bees has been down and he's had some injuries though. Um, I mean, you know, there have been times where, you know, Sam has not looked good. There were times where Will has not looked good. I mean, we saw Will get absolutely destroyed a couple weeks ago out on the wing, which is not where he needs to be. Um, you know, and I, I said it in, I Justin said it in the has been crap this season too, if you ask me. Yeah. I said it, I said it again on, on the nation this past weekend, whenever, our backline is good. Our backline is good. But when Will is back there on that backline, we're not good. Will as a center back or central defending mid, we've talked about it. I'm okay with it here, with it there. Once he hits that right back position or the right wing back position, he's not quick enough to move up and down the pitch and recover fast enough and still have enough left in the tank to keep it together. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't want – as a center back, he's fine. But as a wing back, as a right back, whatever, whatever you want to call it, full back basically. I, I don't want to see him out there. He doesn't have the pace. He, he doesn't have the ability to do it. And, like, you know, it's – yeah, it's just disappointing seasons from a lot of guys. You know, Santi – again, Santi don't have a good season. I mean, I like Alex. I think Alex should have been given more opportunities. I think Kelowna should have had more opportunities. I think Kelowna could be really good for us going forward. You know, B's with the injuries. Brucey had some injury issues. But, you know, when he was in there, I mean, Brucey is Brucey. You know, you, you can't say that Brucey had a bad game this season. Um, you know, Nicky's been phenomenal since he came in. Justin, yeah, four goals on the year. But, you know, three of them come from the penalty spot. You know, he he's not – but, again, he's not the guy that's going to be driving the box, putting in shots and things like that. But, I mean, you look – but that's not all about uh, that's not all that he does. All right, Carlos, we'll see you later, man. Have fun with the tacos. Um, I mean, Justin's set piece delivery has not been very good this year. You know, last year we talked about how phenomenal he was on on set pieces. 
We talked about it a lot. He hasn't been at the same level this year. You know, um, Harry's been fine. You know, nothing really like stands out about Harry one way or the other. He's been fine. You know, Sergio had Sergio had a resurgence. You know, Armando had a resurgence. You know, after Quill came in. So, and Josh Suggs, Josh Suggs has been phenomenal since Quill came in. You know, like is he injured or what's going on with that? Uh, I, I want to say he was injured the other night. Let me double check. Um, he wasn't on the report. Let me see. Because I did post something over in the uh, Suggs was quite yeah Suggs was questionable on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, so he Suggs was questionable. Um, so looking back at Saturday, Nava, Harry was out on Saturday. Alex obviously, uh, B's Isaac Zuleta was out on Saturday. Uh, Milo was out on Saturday. Milo's the guy I want to see have more opportunities as well. Um, and Josh was you know questionable for for Saturday evening's match. So, I mean, yeah, and it's seven guys on the injury report on Saturday, um, which is is not a good look, you know. Um, but yeah, I just. I, I am concerned. I, I don't at this point. I think our playoff hopes are dashed. Um, I don't think that we have the momentum. I don't think we have the ability to get up and down against teams like loose city, like Memphis and um, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, I, I just don't see us doing it. I don't see it. Like I, I was holding out hope for as long as possible. And, and again, while it's mathematically possible, I look at these last three matches and, Rising is the only place I see us picking up points. Because I don't see us beating Loose City, even at the lab. Even at lab, I don't it, see us being Memphis at the lab. So I, yeah, I it all depends on what Memphis brings. If Memphis secures their spot and they're locked into their position, they can't do anything else. I think they give their starters some rest. Yeah, they're sitting fourth place uh, level at 49 points. They do have the, I want to say they do have the tiebreaker over Loose City. I could be wrong. I have to investigate that. But um, in fact, I'll do that while we're talking here. But yeah, it's. Yeah, so last last match of the, of the season, um, of the regular season, I think if, if Phoenix or if Memphis is locked into their position, whether it be for, uh, third place or fourth place, and they're definitely locked in, and there's no going up or down for them, then, yeah, I think we see Academy kids come on for them. We see a bunch of a bunch of nobody, no big name, no first-teamers come on and, and play against the first team of United to try to hopefully United is still in the playoff picture at that time, and hopefully United can clinch on the last day like we usually do. Uh, Memphis has three matches left. They're, they do hold the tiebreaker over uh loose city um so if they finish level one points they do have the tiebreaker there memphis's final three matches are legion locomotive and us so um i mean they could realistically walk away with nine they could realistically walk away with you know three depending on on that so i think it's somewhere in the middle i think they lose to legion i think they beat el paso i think they beat us but uh i mean looking at this saturday Against Loose City, Loose City is Loose City. You know, the, they are down a bit this year, but they they are still, you know, they're already they are locked into a playoff position. I don't see them 
falling below the fifth seed. Um, because below that they have in they got seven points on Indy with three matches. But yeah, I don't see them dropping below Indy. So they're in the top five. They're they're fighting for one of those top four spots, you know, home playoff match. Um, so I, I don't see Lou City resting anyone. I don't see them, you know, sitting back. I, I don't see them taking this one easy. You know, they do still have something to play for. So, you know, you look at that and I mean, it's just, you know, they're, they're talented. Lucidity is absolutely talented. I mean, they are beatable, but I just, I, I don't have faith in our ability right now to do that against a team of that caliber. So, I mean, we can try to break it down all we want, but, you know, I, I think under Danny Cruz, you know, Lucid, they're, they're the better team. They truly are. They're truly the better team on paper and on the pitch, you know? So, I hate to, I'm going to say, Two nil loose city on Saturday. Well, you went easy on us. Yeah. You went crazy easy on us. Um here goes the crazy Earl. Well, I the thing um, is I think Thomas is a good keeper. I really do. And I and I don't I, I don't I'm see not us saying that. Giving, I don't see us giving up a crazy amount of goals. You know? I do. I do. See, I as much as I, I like Thomas as a keeper, he's really good. He's put us in some really good spots to put really good positions to win matches. Um, unfortunately, I think Lou City is just too good. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you when you talk about USL playoff champions or USL regular season champions or whatever you want to call it, the team that's lifting the trophy at the end of the year, name one team that comes to mind. Lou. Exactly. <clears throat> that's that's my mindset. When you think about championship, you think about Lou City. Um, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe what happens is Brandon Morris over there takes it easy on us, just like Josh McDaniels did, or whatever his name is from. Who's the the head coach for Miami. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Close. Um, <clears throat> just like he did for the Broncos where he took it easy on them, didn't kick that field goal and beat them by an NFL record. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think – I think we get Broncoed out here. You think so? I really do. I think we go down 5 nil. Okay. That I think the only reason why I think the only reason why it stops is because they start putting in subs and they go easy on us. Mm-hmm. But I think we look at five nil here. All right, uh, that's that's a bold that's a that's a bold prediction there, Earl. Um, I really hope you're wrong. <laughs> I hope um, to God I'm wrong. So yeah, it's. You know, no matter what, we will we'll be supporting our team. You know, um, and uh, you know, we'll 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 be watching. We'll be seeing what's going on. 
they might underestimate us seeing where we're in the table thinking that they have it, they, that they have it easy. But if we have done anything this year, it's fight for 90 at home. Um, I'd say we fought for about 70 <laughs> every match at home. Um, but no, I get it. I, I, I get it. You know, there does seem to be a different energy about the club when they are at the lab. That is absolutely true. Um, I, I don't see, I don't see Blue City underestimating us. I really don't, especially with them fighting for for the home field in the playoffs. I, I don't no, so see Lou, I don't, Lou taking this. I don't out. see them underestimating underestimating us because of who their coaches are. Hmm. Um, they have Brandon Morris, who was with us since day one. So he knows that we're not a team to be underestimated on. I mean, he was with us during our Open Cup run. Mm-hmm. So he knows better than anyone what this club has. And I don't think they underestimate us, and I think that's why they come out firing on every cylinder. And the bleeding finally stops when they decide, when they get tired of it. Yeah, I, you're, I mean, you're right. It is a possibility, Josh. It, it absolutely is. Um, we can hope. We can certainly hope, and we can certainly hope that our guys are up to the challenge on Saturday. And, and we've said it the last several weeks. Like we're, We hope that we're wrong. Every time I pick against us, I hope that I am wrong. I want to be proven wrong. I want us to win. I want to see, I want to see us get the points that, that we desperately need, you know. But I, I just – I don't see it against Lou City this weekend. I just don't, and it's unfortunate. Um, I mean, we'll be there. We'll be there. You know, we'll be in the press box. We'll be watching. We'll be, you know, <clears throat> doing all that fun I, stuff. I too will be there in person. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Earl, do you have any closing thoughts um, about anything this week? The uh, WWE releases, USL, your fantasy football team, uh, <laughs> anything at all. No, you just want me to go to bed sad, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I, I that's not my goal, but if you do, I can't help that. Yeah, no, I don't really have much going. I mean, much more to add to it. I mean, we we're at the dying. We have the dying moments of the season happening now. Mm-hmm. I mean, dying moments. We're down by five points now. I think to clinch a home uh, playoff spot. Double checking. We are four points off. I think four points. Yeah, four points off a playoff spot. I knew it was four or five. Um, either way, we're we're right there. All we have to do is get two wins, and we're in. Two wins and two losses for them, we're good. But unfortunately, I don't know if I have the faith in us to actually do it. Yeah. So I mean, four points puts us level on points with Monterey. Monterey has a tiebreaker in goal differential or goal scored in head-to-head matchups. So that's that's if we finish level with Monterey. So I mean, it, I mean, obviously there's a lot more math involved um, before we figure out you know what actually happens here last couple of weeks. But we're I mean, we're gonna hold that hope. We're gonna hold that hope that United pulls out three wins and makes it really tough on these other teams, and hope we get some help along the way. Um, but I mean, whether we make it or not, unless we win the cup, I, I mean, honestly, this year, like, I, I think you just you write this one off. Coaching change year, a lot of injuries. You come back next year. Quill gets a full year to build the squad that he wants, and we start fresh next season. So, 
And speaking of the offseason, um, make sure you guys do stay tuned to the offseason because we do have two special guests coming on that I, I have already confirmed that they are willing to do so. And it seems to be our yearly treat uh, where we have New Mexico Runners owner and founder Andres Trujillo and also USL legend U, uh, Runners head coach Steve Meguera. Oldest he, goal scorer. Oldest goal scorer in MISL history, MASL history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have those two set to go. I might get a couple players on, like Mershad, Amadi. Um, I know my daughter is looking forward to that because Maya loves Mershad to death. She's actually able to – she was actually able to interview him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we have some big things happening in the offseason. Um, and then we have silly season. Silly season will be fun this year. It'll be interesting to see, you know, when we get in and do our – our uh, dissection of this year and then start looking forward to next season because that, that preseason is going to be here before we know it. So um, I think that's going to just about do it for Earl, for Jacob, for myself. Thank you to everyone who popped over in the chat or in the text line. We do appreciate each and every one of you, Harry, Carlos, Josh, Jane, uh, Harry, again, we do appreciate each and every one of you for popping in and hanging out with us, uh, giving us your comments and questions about the show. If you didn't also, catch the show last- I do want to give a shout out to two people who were three people, no, two people who were listening on the sidelines. Um, that'd be Maya and Marlena, who once again, Seth did not guess the secret words because <laughs> there are a couple of them today. Um, today's secret words that Seth gradually missed were Chubb. And plaster. Chubb was an odd one. That that was an odd one. I, I thought something was up. I think that that's just yeah. <laughs> that was an odd one. So well played on on the uh, on the secret words. So um, yeah, for Jacob Earl myself, do appreciate each and every one of you. If you were not here to catch us live on Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook, you can of course hear the show later this week on any of our podcast feeds. Um, I did get a uh, quick. Uh, housekeeping note, I did get an email saying that Google Podcast is going away. It's being rolled into uh, YouTube Music. So uh, the show will be on YouTube Music. If it's not already, it will be going forward uh, once Google Podcast is retired. So uh, again, thank you everyone for being here. We do appreciate each and every one of you. You can always support the show by liking, subscribing, sharing, all that fun stuff. And until next time, Somos Unidos.